Hey guys, welcome back to News They Ain't Telling You. So, funny thing is I feel like I left you guys on Monday, right? And a whole lot had been going on. And here we are two days later and a whole lot's been going on. And I feel like a whole lot's going to continue to go on for quite some time. So let's just get right into it. Three news stories that you're not going to really hear about dissected the way that I dissect it anywhere else. Let's go. Okay, so a new story that everyone knows about is impeachment. By the time that this airs um, on YouTube, YouTube, <laughs> iTunes, or Spotify, um, impeachment will probably officially be underway. So this is the second time we've been here with the current president. Um, so I'm calling it impeachment 2.0. And uh, what I actually want to talk about is impeachment can be very um, confusing. And I get asked questions on Twitter, or I've been asked questions on Twitter um, about impeachment. So I just wanted to kind of break down what's going on. So um, obviously it started because... Uh, well, how should I how should I, how should I put this in the most friendly way? Um, Trump didn't do his job of putting country first, and here we are. So Pelosi has given well gave uh, the vice president Pence twenty four hours to invoke the twenty fifth amendment, or she would move forward with impeachment. So that didn't happen. And actually, the vice president was seen yesterday hanging out in the Oval Office, um, which, like, I feel like this is a, a episode of Dallas or some, you know, daytime soap opera because, you know, they were chanting, I think it was like hang Pence or something like that. So, okay. Um, but that didn't happen. 25th Amendment didn't happen. And just everyone knows the 25th Amendment is not some magical power that Mike Pence had. He would have had to get a handful of the cabinet to go on board along with a doctor, a lawyer to come in and said that the president's not mentally fit. Um, the forefathers were extremely smart when they were writing the Constitution. So <laughs> it's not just something that he can like wave a wand in 25th Amendment. But, you know, here we are. So that didn't happen. So Pelosi is going forward with impeachment. Um, those impeachment hearings, the start of impeachment will be Wednesday. So we will see. Um Basically, she's claiming the impeachment is happening because of the 14th Amendment. There is a section in the 14th Amendment, which I will actually explain in great detail later. Um, section 3, where it breaks down that anyone in Congress, any president, vice president, cannot ever turn against the country and put the country in harm's way. So that's what she's playing around with. And I actually think it's really genius because that if this moves forward... I, I mean, it'll move forward through the House, the Senate, we'll get into in a second. But then they can turn around and use the 14th Amendment for someone like Ted Cruz or Senator Hawley or anyone, any of the House members who voted against the Electoral College going through. So it's a, once again, Pelosi is 10 steps ahead of everyone else, specifically by using this 14th Amendment. So um, there's a lot of Republicans who are begging her to censure him. Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader in the House for Republicans, um, basically said that he went to the White House and that the president understands that there's ownership from the president and 
you know, and then we have the president come out this morning. And if that's showing ownership, then wow. Okay. Um, so that's a lie Kevin McCarthy told and Kevin McCarthy tells a lot of lies. So there we go. Um, and basically he said to Pelosi, how about we just censure him? And she apparently, sources say, and I believe it because this sounds like Pelosi, she turned to him and said, we don't negotiate with terrorists. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. So that's what's happening. So like I said, it will pass the House. Um, we do have a couple members in the House, Democrat members, who currently just got diagnosed with COVID, by the way, everyone. And the reason they believe they got COVID is because when they were in the bunker, there was a handful of Republican um, House members who they were trying, Democrats were trying to hand out masks because they're in a very confined place and they refused. So that's really interesting because now we have like four or five House members. So I don't know how that's going to affect um, Pelosi getting the votes for full on impeachment. There is rumors that there is anywhere between 10 to 20 House member Republicans who are going to vote what they what you would call vote your conscience, which means they're not going to like rally other people to vote with them, but they're going to vote for impeachment. Um, Liz Cheney is one of them. Liz Cheney is right. Her positioning in terms of the House is right under um, that of Kevin McCarthy. I believe she wants to be Speaker of the House one day. I believe she's trying to really play to I did the right thing kind of she said her her words were exactly um voting your conscience so i don't know where that's going to land so it's going to be very interesting pelosi doesn't put these things on the floor ever unless she has the votes she whips votes she counts votes no one is better at it than her so um proof of that is this last go round of her being speaker of the house everyone was like oh no what's going to happen and she just sat there and was like I've already counted the votes. I already know how this is going to play out. We already know who's going to wait. Like, she knew what was going on. So that's happening. Um, Mitch McConnell has made it very clear that he wants to sort of wait and see in classic McConnell form. Um, he's saying, because he controls the Senate schedule, he's saying the soonest they can get this on the Senate schedule is January 19th, which, yes, folks, that is the day before inauguration. Um, this is where things get tricky, and here we go. So just keep in mind that if Trump is fully impeached from both the House and the Senate, he will lose every post-presidency benefit that's out there. He'll lose his pension. He'll lose his Secret Service. He will be not included in presidential, you know, uh, anything. He loses it all. So that's why I think they are pushing very hard is they don't want, want him to have any sort of benefits, you know, of any kind. So you need 67 senators to impeach. And again, our forefathers made it really, really hard to, you know, take out a, a president simply because um, I think it was a matter of we have to be really, really, really sure. And... I mean, I, I'm really, really, really sure, but I'm not a senator, so it <laughs> doesn't matter. But 67 senators, that's the magic number. Now, when we look at what's going on, we have maybe, um, just so everyone knows, the Georgia seats have not been confirmed through the state and signed off by the governor yet. So therefore, 
Georgia is those two seats aren't ours. Therefore, Republicans still have control. Um, and they will probably until after inauguration when those seats will finally be confirmed. Um, so I think maybe we have three or four Republicans. I think we have the good old Murkowski, maybe Collins, um, last time during impeachment. She said impeaching him in the House was enough, and she thought he learned his lesson. So I think that maybe she learned her lesson. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Romney, maybe. Um, Toomey, Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania. He's he's not even a never-Trumper. Um, but we need 67. So that is, that's about 17 senators that we need to come up with. And that's hard because a lot of the Republicans are, are trying to push this under the rug and say, how can we heal? How can Joe Biden, President-elect Biden, call for unity if he's allowing this to happen? And they're really trying to spin it and they want to pretend like this didn't happen. But I just want to add this in. Five Americans died on the Capitol, um, I believe two police officers. And Benghazi four Americans died and it was tragic and it was horrible and there were some things that could have been prevented that's for sure um but instantly when Benghazi happened they the, the Congress went into we must investigate we must investigate we must investigate and then they investigated for I think it was what four five five years six years um and here we are and we have yet to hear from the DOJ, there's been no press conference from the DOJ, the Department of Justice. There's been no press conferences from the president. There's been no press conferences from the vice president. There's been, Pelosi's done her thing. Uh, Schumer's said a couple things here and there. McConnell's said things in passing. Um, FBI hasn't had a press conference for us. I just read right before I started recording that the FBI, I believe, is going to have hold its first press conference, but it's been almost a week at this point. So... There's a lot of like questions of what aren't they telling us. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. There's a lot of, you know, but I feel like we haven't been given information from the very get-go. And, you know, the president has done a really, really bad job at uh, being himself, I guess. But so impeachment is hard. It's hard. And he will have a little asterisk next to his name two times over, the same way that Bill Clinton does, meaning it passed in the House, but it didn't couldn't pass in the Senate. I'm not saying that it can't. It's just a big sell. And maybe he'll act a fool even more. He's in Texas today looking at his wall or, or whatever, and maybe he'll say something before, like I said a little bit earlier, before he got on the helicopter Marine One, he like blamed Pelosi and Schumer and you know, I don't care if you, I really, really don't care if you like Nancy Pelosi. I've dealt with that most of my life, but I can handle that. I can handle policy difference, but they were shouting her name. They went to her office. They stole her laptop. They were pounding on the door where her staff had to hide under a table for two and a half hours and not speak from fear of them coming in, who knows, kidnapping them, whatever, because they're associated with Nancy Pelosi. They thrashed her office. They stole the gavel. They stole the podium. They didn't do that to many others, right? They, I mean, there was a couple other places where they really thrashed, but they were looking for her. So in that sense, human to human, 
the fact that he thinks it's okay to come out and just say it's her fault and she like he hasn't called apparently the two officers families he hasn't called nancy pelosi he wasn't speaking to mike pence for days after this because he thought mike pence was a traitor for pushing through the electoral college so i mean i don't know guys like this is where we're at and I don't, is it going to divide our country more? No, our country is massively divided right now, in my opinion. And, you know, the only way is if we show that there are rules and there are laws for even the president of the United States. And they all need to be the same. I agree. I don't care if it's Democrat, Republican, they all need to be the same. But, I mean, I think a turning point in our country was when President Nixon got to resign instead of being impeached, which he would have been impeached. But Republicans came over to him and said, you're going to be impeached tomorrow if you don't resign. And he resigned and he got to keep his Secret Service and he got a presidential library and he got to keep the his pension package. And what he did was against the law. And then he got pardoned by President Ford, and I think Ford was trying to heal the nation and put a Band-Aid on it, and I think that's what Republicans are trying to do. And I just say, like, have we not learned our lesson? If this was a Democratic president, I swear on everything that I hold dear, I swear on my niece and nephews, I would be saying impeach them. You know, I would be shouting from the rooftops that they allowed this, if they amped up this and a coup happened, and it was my support, Democrat supporters, I would be like, I'm not okay with with the burning of buildings in in these you know the turned protests turned riots this last summer. I'm not okay with any of that. It is not okay to cause chaos and fear. So I do think that moving in this direction is necessary because after Nixon, then presidents sort of felt like they could get away with anything, and they pretty much have. So I think it has to be done just to set the tone that this is unacceptable. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. And, you know, we need to remember here that even Hillary Clinton did a really great um, Washington Post op-ed, and she said in it that Trump's going to leave in a few days, and we have to deal with the fact that 74 million people still voted for him, and 91% of a pollster who polled Trump supporters said they would still vote for him today after all this. That's our reality, and that's what we need to deal with in, a con- with in our country. So I don't know how to deal with it. That That's pay grade above me. But, um, you know, we have th- 328 million people in this country, and 74 million Americans voted for, for Trump. So I don't know, you know. And do I think they're going to be even more upset with impeachment? Yeah, but I think that they'd be upset if you said that Trump's hair looks bad. I think that they they're hopelessly devoted to him and they're going to continue to be hopelessly devoted to him till I don't know when but Joe Biden has his hands full so I don't know we'll see guys so that is impeachment 2.0 we will see I don't know what's going to happen but it's going to be an interesting we've got eight days left in the president and a president by the way can be impeached after he's left office so then therefore he loses all of his benefits so that's a that's an interesting thing to keep in mind because we do have full control once Georgia is confirmed. All right. So second news story we're going to talk about is what I like to call the inside job. Um, you may have seen this because there's a little bit of rustle about it. The mainstream media hasn't picked it up yet. But um, there is potentially maybe some insiders who helped with this capital 
coup that seems to be more and more clear, especially with like the Capitol Police who were like letting them in and letting them leave and, you know, all sorts of craziness. But there also may have been a congresswoman, a newly elected congresswoman, who um, did some interesting things. So I'm just going to put it out there and you guys can make your own opinion on it. That's what I like to do. So her name is Congresswoman Lauren Bobart. That sounds like a made-up name, doesn't it? Bobart. (laughs) Um, She is a congresswoman from Colorado, right outside of Denver. She just won this last election. She's part of that conspiracy theory. Conanon? How do you say it, Sam? Conanon? Cunanon. Okay. (laughs) I purposely don't remember it because I don't want to give these people any, and I don't want to say it because it goes in an algorithm, and I don't want to be a part of that algorithm because it scares the living crap out of me. Um, it's like the dark internet. You guys remember the dark internet? We're talking about the dark internet. This is like the dark internet. Um, okay. So she's part of that conspiracy theory, which I don't really know what they're about. Cause again, I'm terrified of Googling it even because I don't want to be associated with anything around that. Um, so it's like one time I Googled Charles Manson to see if he was still alive years and years ago, my old roommate and I. And I called my dad and he's like, don't Google him because <laughs> he was still alive. And he was like, you're going to fall down a hole. And we fell down a hole and it scared the living crap out of us. So I don't want to do that. So anyways, so she had a handful of interesting tweets the actual day of the event. Um, so before she even took office, she's very young. She's 35 years old, I think, 34, 34 years old. Um, a little bit of her backstory is she was a teen mom. I think she had her baby when she was like 17 or something. Um, her Twitter is filled with all sorts of conspiracy theories. Um, she says she's not associated with them, but she sounds an awful lot like she's associated with them. She's been arrested in her life a handful of times. I have her rap sheet. It's basically um, driving with a suspended license, failure to appear. She has a DUI. She's got a couple mug shots. She's, you know... So she's got some, you know, this to me doesn't bother me as much. I mean, you know, we all do stupid stuff when we're young. And if this was it, I would be like, you know, and I don't like the fact that when people are talking about her on Twitter, they're going after her mugshots and um, her being a teen mom. And I think that that's, let's stick to the facts here, people. Let's not go after nonsense and noise because we all make stupid decisions in our life if she makes multiple 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 then we have a problem but um as far as i can see there's only one dui and the rest is like stupid stuff so there's not a whole lot there but i just wanted to mention it um okay so basically she fought when she became the congresswoman elect before she's sworn in she fought to sort of backtrack this law from the 60s that allowed congress members to open carry because you're not allowed to have a gun in the Capitol, unless you take it over and then you can have all the guns you want. Um, but <laughs> she she was carrying, so she got around that and Congress members are allowed to carry, apparently, which I was never aware of, which is weird that I wasn't aware of that, but okay. Um, I am not against the Second Amendment. I want everyone to know that. I feel like if you are a responsible gun owner, more power to you. Um, but I think that in order to get a gun, it should be just as hard as it is to get your driver's license. The fact that we don't have some sort of system, um, to really 
test and you know and i think that the gun show loophole needs to be gone and i think we need to have more intense background checks so it's state to state so if you have a record in california but you try to get a gun in florida your record shows up so but i am a huge supporter of the second amendment and i feel i don't want to take anyone's guns away which is always like oh democrats they want to take our guns away like name me a democrat who's ever physically taken your guns away so that's where i stand on that um and i believe if you have a mental health issue you should not be having a gun so anyways i just want to say she was carrying her gun that day fine whatever kind of that on its own is not enough to make you go huh um she is a big gun advocate um she owns a restaurant i guess called shooter's grill <laughs> shooter's grill not making this up in rifle <laughs> rifle colorado so uh yeah and her staff is encouraged to carry now I mean, I've been to Colorado maybe a couple times, but I don't feel like it's the sort of state that you need to carry or like you're worried about. It's not Compton. It's not <laughs> it's not Oakland. Uh, it's not, you know, so that's interesting. She encourages her staff to carry. I don't know what they're carrying from. I mean, OK, that being said, she's a fan of guns. She believes in conspiracy theories. She's very outspoken. Um, she voted no on the Electoral College, of course, even after, or I think she had actually been, she was on the floor before the protest happened, before the rioting happened, before the domestic terrorism happened. And she was talking about the people outside and she was like, my friends, my friends are out there. So, uh, yeah. And here's the really, really interesting factor. Okay. Um, so let me just tell you this. Uh, when you are on the floor, you are just in general, you're not supposed to tweet. You're not supposed to text. You're not supposed to send out anything. You're just supposed to focus. And especially, I don't know, if you're on lockdown, maybe not a great idea. And I know that you're not allowed to, if there's like an emergency, you're not allowed to even tell your family where you are. You have to be like silent. I mean, at this point, they've taken over the Capitol. Pelosi's been taken away um, because she has a leadership position and the House members have locked down in the House. The the cap, the rioters, the domestic terrorists, they haven't been able to get into the House floor. They've been able to get into the Senate floor. So this is interesting. She tweets on January 6th, we are locked in the House chambers. So keep in mind, she has all these followers who are conspiracy theorists like her. And she had said on the floor just minutes before, my friends are out there defending the Constitution. So she says, we are locked in the House chambers. That morning, she had tweeted 1776, which is revolution, right? So that morning, she knew something was going to go on. I mean, everyone knew that Trump was having this rally thing, whatever. But she obviously knew more. So she says, we are locked in the House chamber a few hours later. Then, two beats later, the speaker has been removed from the chambers. Huh. So it's almost, maybe I'm wrong, almost like she's telling all of her friends, you don't need to come in here because she's been taken somewhere else. Because it's very interesting to me that they were able to get into the Senate chambers, no problem, but they didn't come to the House chambers. So, I don't know. I mean, saying we're locked in the House chambers, saying we're locked in there and the Speaker's gone, um, meaning that 
who whose name were they calling when all this was going on? Uh, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi, where are you? Saying the C word, saying the B word, shouting for Nancy Pelosi. Whose office did they take over? Pelosi's, whose staff was hiding for two and a half hours in the other room. Pelosi's. So to say the speaker is not in the chambers, what is the point of that? I don't think that live tweeting at a time when you guys are on lockdown because the Capitol has been taken over is the time to tweet where Nancy Pelosi, the third most powerful person in our entire government, meaning that if something were to happen to the president or the vice president, she's literally the president of the United States. That's how important the Speaker of the House is, whomever it may be. It Saying she is not in the chambers along with a whole multitude of other things that she has tweeted over two years now while she's been doing this race. And I'm sorry, there's something there. Now, when you get sworn in, you take an oath to protect and serve the government. Nancy Pelosi is part of the government. And exposing and saying she's not in the chambers and warning your friends that she's not in the chambers because they wanted to do God knows what. I don't know. I think that there's some sort of issue there. And I, I love that I'm seeing on Twitter they're doing hashtag resign and, you know, looking into it and going after her and all of that. But there's got to be media coverage on this because this is a serious issue. And I would be saying the exact same thing if a Democrat congressperson was saying, you know, Kevin McCarthy has left the chambers and he's the Speaker of the House, which he's never going to be Speaker of the House. But I'm just saying that's not OK. That's not okay. What happened is not some joke. What happened is not some... They were trying to physically overthrow our government to put in place Trump. So, and they were shouting nasty, vile things about Pelosi and, and Pence, but mostly Pelosi. It is not okay. It is not okay. And so I say, everyone, make your own decision, but you should really look her up. Lauren Bobart of Colorado. This is her first term and I pray to God it is her only term because you can't you can't do that. I don't want to hear like she didn't know because she knew exactly what she was doing in my opinion. And I feel like this should be a major news story and it's not. So there's that. All right, so I have been, I've seen um when I'm, I do research for these stories and I research everywhere, just so everyone knows, like I go on blogs and I go on Huffington Post and I even go on Fox News and I see like what are the like minor stories and, and then I go on Twitter and I see what's trending and that's where I get my ideas for these news stories. But um, I've been seeing people using the word armed protest. <laughs> that seems like such a contradiction to me of what peaceful protest means. So, you know, um, the FBI is preparing for more, possibly more attacks between January 16th and January 20th, the inauguration. Um, they're preparing, they're sending National Guard and, and Trump <laughs> this time around. He has approved the National Guard because he has to approve, just so everyone knows. Anytime the National Guard is called in, the process is the governor, or in D.C.'s terms, the mayor, calls in and the president either approves or denies. So people don't think that. People always think that they, you know, the mayor, the governor can just get National Guard. No, the, the president of the United States has to approve it. Um, 
So the FBI is preparing for more attacks, and all the memorials in D.C. are shut down. The outdoor memorials. Um, obviously, everything else is shut down because of COVID, because they had another wave of it. But, um, you know, the Washington Monument, they've shut it down completely. You can't really go. They've, they've blocked off Lincoln. They've blocked off all of it, which is pretty sad. That's going to be shut down till at least January 24th. Um, Michigan has passed a law that's not allowing people to carry on their capital because a few months back, I don't know if you guys remember, but they had a whole incidence when they were going against Governor Whitmer and her her views on shutting the state down and things, and they showed up with guns. And it sort of looked like the, <laughs> the incident that happened in D.C., except for thankfully no one was hurt and no one was, you know, but the same type of people and pictures and ideas. And um, so the FBI is saying that no state is off limits so vermont california they're saying the capitals are where they're thinking that these people are going to be um showing up and trump is currently in texas and when i found out he was in texas i sort of was like what is he doing in texas like and i guess he's looking at his wall i guess but um he's having some sort of rally and i guess that there is armed protesters at this rally so i, I just want to tell everyone a story really quick um in the 1960s, when uh, Ronald Reagan, late uh, 70s, late late 60s, early 70s, I believe, Ronald Reagan was governor of California, and he is a big gun-toting NRA cliche Republican, and you used to be able to carry in California, and open carry like they have in Texas and a couple other states. Um, we used to be an open carry state. And then what happened was the Black Panthers were formed and they decided one of their friends was going on trial and they decided to show up to the Capitol, um, to the courthouse, excuse me, to say, well, we're not happy with what's going on because of corruption with the police in Oakland, which they were. They were the most corrupt police department in all of, in all of America. And that's what they were taking on. And they showed up with guns. And magically, within a week and a half, you were no longer allowed to have open carry. So this is what's really interesting to me is that they don't seem to have a problem with open carry and armed protest, whatever that means, when they look a certain way. But when they look a different way, then it's not an armed protest. It's a riot and it's, you know, chaos and, you know. So, I mean, I just say that I think that this is going to be, my opinion, the FBI is not wrong. We're, we're looking at massive issues. Um, these people are not happy. I think, like I said earlier, it doesn't matter what we do or don't do in terms of these people. They're going to react in in a intense manner no matter what. Um I think that there were certain people who were running these the, the DC incident, but I think that um, adrenaline and all of that took over, and these people just, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen the footage of the police officer who was killed in Washington, DC, um, but it's pretty tragic. They dragged him downstairs, they killed him with an American flagpole, I mean, all I keep thinking is if, could you imagine if that was someone at a Black Lives Matter protest, someone who's black, someone who's a person of color, 
um, someone who's just on the Democratic side doing that, I feel like we would be there would be outrage and there would be Blue Lives Matter and there would be and there's not. Apparently, Trump hasn't even called the family of that police officer. So, I mean, this this whole ordeal, I don't know how it's going to stop, but I think that people need to stop saying armed protest and stop sort of like, oh, well, this will go away when Trump is away. No, again, 73 million people voted for him. And they would do it again. They excuse his behavior. And you know what? He is really, really, really good at taking, saying something right to the point of like, oh, did you just say that? And he goes, no, no, I didn't say that. Because he doesn't say it, but he says it without saying it. And he learned that from all of his mob friends that he grew up around and he tries to imitate. So he is, to me, the ultimate mob guy. Because all, all mob guys are slick and they don't ever get caught for killing people. They get caught for their taxes. So, you know, I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen between the 16th and the 20th. But I say to anyone who is thinking like, oh, screw it. I just want to go to the inauguration. Do not go. Do not go. I'm even saying, why are we having this normal inauguration? I understand that we want to show these people you can't stop us. But at what cost? In this inauguration, you are literally having Obama... W. Bush, the Clintons, all of Congress in one area amongst all these other people who are coming. It was already going to be a smaller ordeal because of COVID, but what are we doing here? We have the, we have a woman of color, Kamala Harris, who's about to be vice president. So, I mean, these people are angry and they're, and I don't know what they're capable of doing. So I say people stay home as much as you can, especially if you live around these capitals or if you live in big cities. I live in Los Angeles and I'm going to be steering clear as much as I can because who knows? And they're sending out, I think, 15,000 National Guards and that doesn't seem like enough because 73 million people are feeling right now like they got away with it. And it's not that big of a deal. The people who they have and they've arrested have already made bonds and they're out on the streets again. So, you know, we got to be careful and everyone needs to be careful. But there is no such thing as an armed protest. There's no such thing. Talk to the Black Panthers. There is no such thing. So, yeah, that's all I got on that. guys welcome to dependent on them amendments get it get it okay i feel like people don't have an understanding of the constitution and i understand it it's very overwhelming there's a lot but i feel like people need to know that the constitution is literally and figuratively the bible of our rights as american citizens that's the job of the united states supreme court is to basically look at a law and say whether or not this goes along with the Constitution or goes against the Constitution. That's simple. So on dependent on them amendments, every time I'll read a different amendment and I'll sort of break it down to a level where everyone can understand because when it was written by our forefathers, it was clearly in like old English back in the day talk. So um, I want to break down the 14th Amendment. Because here we are, you're hearing about it because of impeachment, the 14th Amendment. So this, so every amendment in the Constitution has sections 
which breaks down different rights, different what you can, can't do. So the 14th Amendment has five sections. Um, so overall, the 14th Amendment addresses many aspects of citizenship and the rights of citizens. So it's a pretty important amendment. Um, it's basically broken down, layman's term, equal protection of the laws. Um, the Supreme Court uses this amendment a lot in cases. A lot of lawyers, when they're presenting to the Supreme Court, they use the 14th Amendment. Some really known cases that use the 14th Amendment is Brown versus the Board of Education for racial discrimination, Roe v. Wade, reproductive rights, Bush v. Gore, election recounts, Reed versus Reed, gender discrimination, University of California versus Bake, racial quotas in education, and on and on and on. So it's a pretty important amendment. So basically, it's just like if you're the section one is if you're a person who's born here or naturalized in the United States, you're a citizen of the United States. Um, basically, part two is about representation of Congress. And then good old section three that everyone is talking about right now. I'm just going to read section three for everyone because it's what Pelosi is using for um, the impeachment. No person, person, excuse me, shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who have pre previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislator or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies therefore. But Congress may be, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. So what that means, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, is that if you have been sworn into office, like I had said earlier, to serve the government, serve the Constitution, you can't give money to, you can't engage with, you can't um, have a rebellion of any kind against the United States government or the United States Constitution, meaning that their version of it is that Trump has turned against the Constitution by engaging in this rebellion against the United States Capitol, which is a part of of our government. It was a true attack on the legislative branch of our government. So what's interesting about that is that could possibly be said about other members of Congress who won against the will of the people with the Electoral College and still voted against the Electoral College being confirmed after the entire coup, attempted coup. So that is really interesting, that section in our Constitution, in the 14th Amendment. Um, and again, I feel like, who, who, who knows these amendments? You know what I mean? We know the Second Amendment because they're talked about all the time in the First Amendment. But, you know, uh, the woman's right to vote, people know that, end of slavery. But I think that it's interesting, and that's what I want to do with you guys, is just sort of break down these amendments in layman's terms because... You know, this 14th Amendment, like I said, is so important and it's used in so many different cases 
And it's about citizenship and it's about our representations. It's about Congress. It's about, you know, what the president can and can't do even. So, um, you know, and then this section four is about debt of the United States um, shall not be questioned. That, so basically about our, our debt and deficit, which they'd have a field day today, wouldn't they? And then section five is that Congress shall have power to appropriate, to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. So basically it backs up what this entire amendment's on. So everyone should go and read the 14th Amendment for themselves and see how this plays in what we're doing today. And these, and remember that our Constitution is the heart and soul of what makes this country great. And yes, we are a great country and we've always been a great country, but we've got some problems. So, <laughs> but if you don't know the Constitution, you can't really protect yourself um, from anything really. So I think that it's extremely important. So dependent on them amendments. So I hope that you guys will join us next time. Until then, OG of the HRC, signing out.